You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners. We are so excited to be starting off this new year with some of my favorite people, and I can't wait to introduce them. Today, we are talking with Bentley and Stephen Edgington, and one of my favorite things about Bentley is that she is our social media manager, and she has done so much to help Reach 10 and this podcast grow and reach more people. And so today we are so honored and privileged to learn from them, to hear about their story, and to talk about the question, how to progress in your relationship after talking about pornography. And I am also super stoked about that question because I think we've talked a lot about how to start talking about pornography, but we haven't necessarily talked about what to do, what's next. Like we talked about it. So what's now? So without further ado, Bentley and Steven, will you just tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, for sure. So I am 24 um, and Steven... 28. I had to do the math. We started dating about two years ago and then got married in March of 2020. So like right in the middle of the pandemic, it was crazy. Yeah. We live in Salt Lake and just work. Steven's going back to school. Those are some things about us. (laughs) Yeah. Steven was on a previous episode and he shared his story with us. And today we're going to talk to them both and so excited to have Bentley join us. Um, She's actually usually on our episodes with us, just behind the scenes listening. So it's so nice to have her kind of in the forefront. So this will be so, so good. Um, The first question I have for you both is when you started talking about maybe some of these deeper things in your relationship how did you know it was the right time like how did it come up in your relationship to talk about pornography do you want me to go first sure you can go first it's interesting that you say like pornography specifically because when we first started dating I talked in a previous episode how I struggled with an addiction to prescription medication and I struggled with drinking and with chewing tobacco and all these things And after probably three weeks of us dating, I knew, I was like, I need to bring this up because I see a potential with this girl. So I said, hey, I used, what did I say? He said, we're, (laughs) we're on our way to like, it was like only like our fourth date. And he was just like, hey, I used to party. And I was like, and drink. (laughs) And drink. And I was just like, okay, that's fine. Cool. Like whatever we all have passed, it's not a big deal. And so he said he was really nervous to tell me that one. And so it got, that got us kind of over the first hump. And then after that, it was a couple, it was probably like a month later after he had first told me that. And I had noticed that he had like this faded circle in the seat of his pants. And I knew from, I don't, I don't even know how I knew this because I've never had experience with any of these things, but I, was, I knew that was like a sign of like someone 
chewing tobacco, right? And so I asked him about it. I was just like, did you used to chew tobacco? And it just brought up this like whole conversation, like 30 minutes of us talking about like the drinking, chewing tobacco, prescription medication. And I remember we were on this drive and we pulled up to my house and I just like had this feeling in my gut that was just like, you need to ask him about pornography. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do that. That seems so like intimate. Like, I don't even know if I'm prepared for that answer yet. I've never asked anybody about this before in a relationship. And so I just did, I was just like, have, have you like struggled with pornography? And he like, when we talked about this before, he said that he took a really long pause, but I cannot remember anything that happened after I asked that question. I don't know if I just oh. like blacked it out or like what happened, but I don't remember anything. All I remember was like the answer was yes. I remember her asking that question. And remember, I had brought up months before, like a month before, I struggled with like drinking. And then I'm like, awesome, this is going to be smooth sailing for the rest <laughs> of our relationship. So to answer the question, when did I know it was time to talk about pornography? I didn't. But once <laughs> Bentley knew it was time, I knew that I had to be honest with it. But yeah, when she asked that, I remember all the other questions that she asked about my past were really easy. I was able to answer confidently. I was, I was happy we were talking about this. And then when she brought up pornography, it was silent in the car. And I would have like this inner battle in my head. Like, do I tell her? Do I not tell her? Should I just lie about it? And then I knew that if we were going to continue dating, eventually get married, I had to be honest and I can't hide anything from her. So it was at that time I told her. And the thing that I think is funny about this part of the story is when I told her, I thought everything went great. <laughs> I'm like, all right, we're happy. And this is the end of the story. Oh my gosh. And I didn't know how to react. So what I did was I just like played it off. Like, oh yeah, no big deal. Like whatever. And I went in and just started like sobbing. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to handle this one. Like I have never been taught. Like, I don't know. Like I've never even heard any experiences about pornography, except for like what you're taught when you're a kid, which is like, people who view pornography are bad people like that's sometimes what you come out of like your youth thinking because you're taught that like pornography is so bad so that's the idea that I had coming out of that conversation and I remember I called my mom and I could I didn't even have the guts to tell her like what was wrong I was just like mom I just talked to Steven he's been through some hard things I couldn't even say the word pornography to her because I felt so much shame just like knowing that we had had that conversation and this was something that we were going to have to figure out wow wow and just for clarification where was the timeline on this so just to reiterate Steven your episode uh with us called How Can Sharing My Story About Pornography Help Others? It's one of my favorite episodes that we have, episode 50. Please go listen to it, listeners. But this was after your Ensign article had come out, right? No. So we had the conversation probably, what, two, three months of us dating? Yeah. But even that conversation that we had was like, that was it. We did not bring up pornography again for another what? two or three months yeah like probably like another 
three months, like until I started writing that article for the enzyme mm. is when we started talking about Bentley was like, all right, well, I'm just going to keep asking you questions because <laughs> I want to know everything. Yeah, it was kind of interesting how it got brought up again the second time because I at the time was doing an internship for the church and we had been talking about like how a lot of young adults struggle with pornography but don't know what resources they can go to and that it's like so secretive that you feel like you're alone right and so it's a lot harder to get out of so we were on a road trip and I just was like Steven's the only person that's ever told me that he struggled with pornography I'm going to ask him all of the questions (laughs) like general questions that I have about this like Cause he started um, like viewing pornography when he was 13. And so I was thinking like, if he would have known that other people were struggling with pornography, would he have like been able to have the courage to go to someone and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can I get some help? And cause I was definitely thinking of from like a, like a, what article can we write point of view? It wasn't even like I'm dating this guy and I just want to, know like where he's coming from but it definitely brought out some just some things that I like didn't know about his journey before and it was really helpful to ask those questions so that I could figure out like where he was in his journey and where we could go from where he was. Mm -hmm. So from the initial talking where uh, Stephen opened up about his experience with pornography plus other addictions didn't talk about it for a few months until maybe starting writing the Ensign article, it came up more again. Mm-hmm. What else did you talk about? How was it brought up in those further conversations? What's kind of the progressing stages, would you say? <laughs> so it was, we brought it up. Like we brought up pornography. We don't talk about it again because I think a lot of it was, I didn't want to talk about it. Because in past relationships that I've had, that has been one of the things that was that was like, we're ending things, we can't continue to date. So I was scared. I'm like, if she really knows about this addiction that I had, she she's going to dump me. Like, we're never going to talk again. So it was so hard to bring it up. But when we started to slowly talk about it was when on that road trip. So three months after the initial talk, And this road trip, it was like seven hours that we were in the car together. And I couldn't just not talk about it. So she kind of forced me into it. And it started off just simple. Like, when did you view pornography? Like, what age? It was like, oh, it was 13. And then it was like, okay, well, how did you find it? And then she just kept talking. And then she started talking about how is this going to affect our relationship? Hmm. And that was like an interesting thing because... For me, it was nice to hear that because I'm like, oh, she still sees hope. Like, there's <laughs> still a relationship here. Oh, good. We, we still have a relationship to talk about. Exactly. Hallelujah. Like, where do you see this relationship? How is it going to affect it? I'm like, well, good, because we have one still. And it was nice to be able to continue to talk about these things. But honestly, like, the questions, like, the talking about pornography, we just had a, a conversation about it last night. Just because she realized there's still a lot of stuff that we haven't talked about with it. And it is still hard to talk about it together because of, of like fears that, that I have. Like last night I was scared. I'm like, oh no, do I be honest with her about this stuff? Even though it's something that I'm not struggling with, 
even though it's my wife who knows more about me than anyone else, I'm still scared to have the conversation. Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, after living 27 years of your life, you know, where you've learned, oh, it kind of ends things if I bring this up, you have PTSD essentially from it. It makes sense that it'll take some time to still get used to it. I'm just glad you guys are are taking the steps to to talk about it. And of course it, it won't there's stages of development and getting comfortable with it on both ends. And that's wonderful. You guys have made it this far already. That's super great. Yeah. Something I'll say really quick. So I feel like my situation is a lot different than other people's because Stephen was in recovery when I met him. And I think that a lot of concern in dating comes when people when people are still really struggling with pornography. And I think that's a really personal decision that you have to make. And so I feel like my situation might've been a little bit easier for me to make because I was able to see, like I was able to look back and see that progress. So just that little disclaimer that, I think that like the thing that I want people to get out of our story is that just because someone has struggled with pornography, it doesn't mean that they're like undateable or like unmarriable. But if someone is currently struggling with pornography, that's like a whole different thing. I really love that. And I'm, I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think that that is often a wrestle for people. Like, sweet, we talked about pornography. Usually you don't say sweet. <laughs> okay, we talked about pornography and now what? And in a lot of ways, you're at like a, a crossroads, right? Like, is this relationship going to continue? Is it not going to continue? Yeah. And I, I appreciated your honesty, Stephen, and being like, I didn't know if we were going to still have a relationship as she started asking me these questions. And I'm sure, Bentley, that that was also a big question mark for you. And I can relate to that, right? Of just being like, I'm still trying to decide. I don't really know. I need more information. And this is so hard and so real to talk about Mm -hmm. um, on both of your ends. What helps you to have the courage to be honest with each other? I think being honest with each other, you just have to think about what your end goal is, like with this relationship or even like with a friendship or with a family member, if that's who you're bringing it up with. Like, do you want this person in your life? And do you want this person to help you? Well, then you can't have a secret from them as big as this. So like when I looked at it and knew that Bentley was someone who I wanted to be with, that was the motivation that I had to to be honest about it is just knowing that if I'm not honest about it, like imagine how she's going to feel if she took that courage that she had to bring up pornography because it's not an easy conversation to bring up. So after she musters up all that courage, she brings it up. And I say, no, I've, I've never had an issue a year down the road. I'm like, Hey, remember that one time? Yeah. I lied to you. So it's just all about like being honest with yourself and what you're wanting. That's, that's what I would say. And just to go along with that, Stephen, follow up question and let me know if this is too personal, but were there other dating experiences where you had the opportunity to share that part of your life? Maybe even the question was asked, but then you didn't tell the truth. So if we're talking about past dating experiences, let me take you back to one of the first ones. There was a girl that I started to date and the question was brought up about alcohol. If I, if I ever drank alcohol and I was like, you know what, I'm going to be honest with everything. And I said, yes. 
And then she said, okay, well then we're not dating. And I was hurt by that. And then later down, I met another girl and we started talking about, I'm like, Hey, I used to drink. And then she's like, Oh, that's okay. And then we started talking about pornography and I'm like, yeah, I, I struggled with pornography as well. And we never talked about it again. She never called me back. So from that moment on, I knew I was like, I'm never going to bring up pornography. Like I'm, I'm never going to. So there were multiple times I hate to admit it, but I did lie about it. People would say, like, did you struggle with pornography? No, like, of course not. No one struggles with it type thing is what that was the character that I was playing. And those relationships, they obviously they didn't last. And I think a lot of it was because like, how is something supposed to last when you can't even be honest with yourself about it? So the relationship itself was fake. Well, I think you bring up a good point with just, just your experiences. I mean, we've, we keep speaking again, like, of course, why would you want to bring it up if everybody shuts you down, if you're honest? When you're so vulnerable, like, of course, you're not going to want to be vulnerable again. So it sounds like you were just in, this, in a good place with Bentley. You really liked her. So even though you had told yourself you wouldn't talk about it ever again, she was so upright about it and up front. And you liked her enough that you just were like, fine, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it another chance maybe. Maybe I'll share again. And it happened to work out this time, luckily. <laughs> yeah. And because of that, like things are great because I don't have to play a different person mm-hmm. when I'm around her. I don't have to keep track of the lies that I'm telling or, or think, Oh, what did I tell her about this? Which like white lie did I use? I'm just able to be a hundred percent honest. And I don't know. I think it makes things better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I bet that's so freeing. I am just so, I love listening to your story and I love hearing about your experiences. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.